0: course, will be with you. Always. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 20th Century Geek. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly, and today I'm being joined by James. James, how are you doing, mate? You all right?
1: I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, I'm very good.
0: Good, good. You're joining me and we're going to be talking about story time. We're doing another one of these story times. We're reaching back into the 20th century to find a short story to tell your children, or not tell your children, as the case may be <laughs> with some of these stories um and uh this is only the second one we've ever done the first one we did we did uh i did Shirley jackson's the lottery and today i've got it here uh and we're gonna be talking about henry i'm gonna spit i'm gonna say this wrong henry slasar uh why not yeah yeah <laughs> henry slasar i'll be putting a link into this into the in the usual show notes examination day and what you will see is you can find this online um because that's where i found it um and I'll say, just follow the link below. Read, it's a really short story, actually. Uh, oh. It's about three pages oh. uh, on A4. Um, and so go find it, read it first, then come back. Because uh, we're going to spoil the crap out of it, basically. Um, <laughs> but it's and it's got it. a
1: twist, so you don't want to have
0: that really. Yes, it does. It's an, interesting, it's an interesting twist, especially for the setup. Um, uh, so, yeah, go read it and then come back. Um, what I would say is, though, and for, before I ask... Where you came across this? I <gasps> got this off a school's website. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've actually got—I don't know if you can see—I can just see on the back. Not only have I got the story, excellent. I've also, I've also got the lesson plan that goes with it.
1: <laughs> I notice you haven't answered the questions, though, So that's your—that's your, that's your oh. homework for after the episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got. I'll put them on. Um, so no, it's, it's quite—it's um, quite an interesting story. But where did you come across it first? And, and then we'll get to why you chose it.
1: Mm, well, funnily enough, I came across it in school, because oh. um, I'm a teacher, a secondary school English teacher in my normal life, in my secret identity life, mm-hmm. um, and that was the first time I'd ever read it, so I didn't experience it as a child, and I was we teach um, a dystopian fiction unit to year eight, so to, mm. uh, what's that, 12 and 13 year olds, so you in know, their second true. year of true.
0: In Europe, because obviously, you know, we're both British, we've we've had this same sure. experience. So, so now you mm-hmm. do you do a, ut- a utopian or dystopian fi- uh, fiction unit. We do, yes. Yeah, we did. We did not do that when I was at school. <laughs> we did Seamus Heaney and his poetry. That's about it.
1: Sure. We uh, still have cool. to do. We still have to <laughs> hit with the poetry too. But um, yeah, you can imagine like this is one of my favourite units to mm. teach. This one Gothic fiction is great as well um yes this is where i came across it we've got obviously several different things we can choose from um but i always pick this every year because Mm. i really like it i think it um has a lot to say as you said in in three short pages Mm. and the ending gets um the students every single time so it's great getting to that point with them and then you see their little brains pause for a second Mm. Work out what the kind of final lines of the story mean, and then and then discourse starts, and they just all want to talk about it. So it's a really exciting um, short story to, to teach, actually.
0: It is. It's, I, I tell you what, it's one of those things where, like you say, because it's it's it is short. I like say it's three, mm-hmm. 23 pages, so it's a perfect entry like story. Mm-hmm. This is like you can, you know, if I was taught this at school, if I'd have been given this at school, like yeah, this would have really opened up. But they're like, hang on, <laughs> like, you can go and read this. You know like oh they don't have to be you know um this sort of like huge literary thing so oh you can do this you can do great things in really short bursts and so yeah no I'm I am i am really I'm I think it's really cool now that this is actually getting taught in school and the fact that you teach it <laughs> is, is ace. Um so let's give a little bit of a so why have you chosen this then uh, to present you know for us to discuss on the show.
1: Mm, I think you know obviously I listened to you and Tony do um your first story time. Mm. Um, and I was just inspired by it really and also I think I'd never read The Lottery before so Mm. I did exactly what you've said for this uh, show is that I started listening and then literally two minutes in I paused I went away I read it Um, in fact I listened to the audio reading that you recommended um, and then came back and listened to you guys so yeah I was inspired by that and actually I think these two poems often pair together Mm. um in terms of the message they're trying to provide. So I thought this might be a nice follow-on um, from 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 where you and Tony left off.
0: No, no, it is good. It works well. I like the fact that this feels... And I've got no evidence for it really in the story. Um, mm. Whilst the lottery is, you know, clearly a sort of a folk horror, you know, just open mm. folk horror, it's clearly set in the countryside. Um, this feels more urban
1: to me. Mm. It's just, there's mm.
0: something about like this that feels, you know, feels urban... It feels, I and mean, when we get to when we get to the story, mm. um, it, it it definitely feels more akin to like nineteen eighty four or yeah. um, you know, something something. Like, it feels city based. You know, I can imagine. I mean, the, the other thing is before we get to this story as well, I need to highlight this was published in nineteen fifty eight, mm-hmm. and the more I saw, so I didn't actually I read the story first, mm-hmm. and I honestly thought this was a critique of Reagan's America. <laughs> right yeah yeah makes sense and and then and then i went oh oh no shit it was actually published like 30 years before uh, you know so um i i thought i was really really interested um give a quick overview as you know as you, if you're going to teach us about it give us a quick overview of the plot then what is the story <laughs> about just before sure. you do though, just last please, listeners Group last mix. last t- this is it now <laughs> last opportunity stop the podcast go read the story it's three pages then come back you've done it right James, hit us with it go on, then um
1: so you know really simple like three pages almost like a three-act structure i would say mm. um we open experiencing the jordan's family day it's the youngest or the youngest son it's the son's uh birthday and he's turning 12 years old and that's important because at that point when you hit 12 you've got to take a government test and that's sort of going on in the background and as we are experienced readers of dystopian fiction i think alarm bells start ringing but um, in terms of probably when it came out and in terms of you know like I said with the students that experience it when I teach it they, they're not really picking up on those hints because I think they are background noise I think it's cleverly done by Spencer mm. because we quickly go back to his birthday then we um, cut to the day of the examination and the kind of the build-up and, and, and the morning and the, the journey there and then we see the examination and the results of it um by the end but it's it's not quite like a page per per act um but there's a definite kind of you know like I say three act structure that it follows to get you to this kind of final point I mean it has that kind of shallow I suppose like sense of it where I feel like you can go back to the start and reread it and yes. see new things once you've finished much like you can you know the sixth sense or unbreakable or um yeah. much like you discussed about the lottery as well
0: yeah, it's to say yeah. It's once you know the reveal, there, mm. is, there is that sense of like, oh, there were clues to this throughout. Um, I mean, one of the first things is the, the first sort of the the first page or the first sort of act is um, mm. you, you hear the parents just that they have this thing of, is he going to be all right? And they're like, look, look, mm. he'll 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 be fine. He'll do well. Is 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 sort of this descent, the uh, and then they have to explain that there is going to be this exam or this test, mm-hmm. and then like they're almost like, don't worry about it. It's your birthday. Don't worry about it. You know, it's coming yeah. up, but. It's not not, not important.
1: It's a week later, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Um, And then you you get an interaction between um, Mm. the son and his father, where the son's a bit like, the son pissed off because it's raining on his birthday. Yeah. And so the the boy asks a series of questions, as any kid does, you know, sort of like, Mm -hmm. why is it raining today? Why couldn't it wait till tomorrow? Uh, Why is the grass green and how far away is the sun? Mm. and in, in the the reactions you know again this may have just been my my mood at the time mm-hmm. i read the father's responses as almost like a if you would with a kid you know sort of like oh you know i don't absolutely. know yeah I, I don't know and then when he gets to how far away is the sun he's like five thousand miles and he's almost like dismissive i thought it was like mm-hmm. you're asking questions I, I can't be bothered to deal with this let's yeah yeah absolutely um and so I took it as that, which maybe I was maybe in an impatient mood at, <laughs> at the time. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but like you say, wh- when it comes to it, and we'll get to the, the thing in a minute. The, the actual test, and we'll discuss that. Like you do, you go back and you go, oh, right, yeah, he he doesn't know." Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's being dismissive. Or he's having, he's been abrupt because, like, he legit can't answer those questions.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's the layers I think that are clever about about this writing and why. When I teach it, it's exciting to go back and show this to the students about what you can do about, about leaving clues, leaving those breadcrumbs, leaving mm. a trail that without making it too obvious. And I think this this short story does it perfectly. And they're the two moments, aren't they? Yeah. Why is the why is the grass green? But particularly the sun. Yeah. And actually the smart kids that you get in the room when you teach this go, hang on a minute, that's not right. Um that's like I mean. I'm not going to, I was about to do a geography thing, and I'm terrible at geography, which is why i teach teaching this <laughs> 5,000 miles is like going to Australia or whatever it is, you know. Um, that's definitely not as far away as the sun.
0: Yes, exactly, yeah. I mean, it's a, It's the first, like, red flashing warning sign that there's something mm. wrong. Um, and I like the way the questions um, escalate.
1: Sure. You know,
0: he says, like, you know, why does it rain? Why can't it rain mm-hmm. tomorrow? And his father's like, you know, because he just did. That's all, you know. Rain makes the grass grow, and that's yeah, a legit. Yeah. That, that's a fine answer because if, you mm-hmm. if you're talking to a twelve year old or whatever, like, well, why is it rain today? But you don't want to get into the whole thing of like you know low pressure and weather systems. You're like, it just sure. did. Like today is the rainy day. Fine, you know. And it's just like, okay, that's that. Because it does. That's all. Why is the grass green? And again, you're sort of like, okay, I'm looking at it again. He's probably going to give a dismissive answer because again, you go, all right, you can get into chlorophyll and and you know um, the whole thing of all plants work, and you go. I'm not explaining that to a kid like that. No offense no, no, no to you, that's a teacher's job. Um, yeah. So you can go, yeah, fine. But it's the fact is nobody knows. Mm, mm. And and again, you go, there is that flashing, like say, that's when the red flags, let's go, hang on yeah. a minute. This is, you know, um, so it, it, it's, it's well paced. I think that's the thing is when you get, mm. to, it is really well paced on that front. Um. I, We'll get to the end. I mean, because I have to. We have to sort of jump to the end to sort of re- assess. I think that yeah, sort of sure. The other parts of it. So the boy goes to this test. He's taken to this, mm. this place, um, and he's taken into a room, and they give you a drink, uh, and it's basically <laughs> sort of like um, it, it. It relaxes him. It's just designed mm-hmm. there, to they say, it was to make you make you truthful, and it's safe like peppermint, but it doesn't. Um, and then they ask him a series of questions, and. It's revealed basically after that the parents are sat there at homes in anti you know in anticipation of waiting for this sort of report from from the um the government's agent I suppose mm-hmm. and when they, when they call through um they say and this is this is one of the lines um you know swears these sort of Is that this is the government education this is, I love this the government educational service mm-hmm. your son Richard M Jordan classification order, has completed the government examination. We regret to inform you that his intelligent quotation is above the government regulation, according to Rule 84, Section 5 of the new code, and that's when they sort of you go right. Yeah. And so again, again, right. My brain is working forward. I'm thinking he's been taken off to mm-hmm. be to be used in some, you know, some group, some right. specific.
1: Like think tank, or
0: yeah, 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 kind of thing, right? So he's been off to be sort of taken away, but then so you may specify by by telephone whether you wish his body interred by the government or would you prefer a private burial? And that's a proper gut punch of an end, yeah. (laughs) Because I'm thinking like it's a dystopia, but like, oh my god, like Christ, they killed the smart kids, Mm. um, and so yeah, like it's a real, um it's a, it's a real sort of like, you know, shitter of an ending, but the when you sort of get that, you yeah. like, oh Christ. Um, and that's it. It's literally the last two sentences
1: of the short story and we're out. And that's the point where, you know, and it is, I guess for you and me reading it, we're like, oh my God. But like, the, it's kind of subtle in a way, you know, we just get, we get body and we get burial
0: hmm.
1: um, repeated a couple of times, but it's not, it's not laboured. It's not over the top. It's not like kind of um, melodramatic or anything. It's yeah. just, you know, you can imagine it being delivered in this monotone manner as well by almost like an automated service. Um,
0: it would be just another person's day in the job. Like that's their yeah, afternoon. Absolutely. That's their that's their Thursday afternoon, right? I've got this list of people, I've got to call and let them know. Mm-hmm. That's their job. Yeah, and yeah. so there would, they would they wouldn't be, you know, like that. You know, you go to a funeral service or whatever, like this big their job is to show compassion yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and empathy. This person would be like, Oh god, right, I'm on to job number 10. Right, I've mm-hmm. got to I've got to ring the Jordans, you know, get it done. If I get it, if I get this done in the next 10 minutes, I can clock off before like five o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it does, it has that feel to it. And that's what that's what I was saying about this being urban. It's more of a sort of it feels mm-hmm. like there's bureaucracy sat around this. Yeah. Um, in contrast to the, to this sort of um the lottery was about tradition and about sort of like, you know, it's about this thing of tra- local tradition. This feels like a bureaucracy that like there's a set, there's a government set up to, to basically kill mm. smart kids. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it does, it feels, I mean, it's it's dark. The, the ending is a dark ending. Mm. Um. So yeah. What, what, how do the kids react? I mean, you know, just give us some insight into sort of like those kids, you know, when you, discuss this with mm. the kids. what's their first reaction to it and
1: um, so after the surprise and then the explanation because you know the quick ones get it and then the, you know the slightly slower ones you have to explain what's going on mm-hmm. um which is te- teaching in a nutshell essentially <laughs> um they're, they're they're absolutely shocked and most of the time all they want to do is go back and find clues and reasons for for how we've got there because you say to them you know this has been hinted at, at, at mm. for you um what's nice is that we're obviously teaching this to 12 and 13 year olds. So they're of the age yeah. of, um, Dicky as he's calling this, I always change it to Rick when I yeah. teach. <laughs> I can't be, I can't be doing with the Dicky stuff. And also, you know, <laughs> uh, you know the tips <laughs> from the back and, and also, you know, Rick, we have, you know, we have, we have Rick and Blade on us. So I like to make mm-hmm. that
0: little,
1: little play for myself. Um, so yeah, they're the, the, the really interested. They want to go back and see the clues. And it's normally outraged, to be honest. Like, yeah. oh, we're meant to be in school to be, to be intelligent and to be able to, you know, make progress and to get a good job. And, oh, look at this world where they're killing the smart kids. So it definitely provokes the right reaction. It has exactly what I would imagine. So that's mm. what wants that is for kids to challenge what they're being taught and what they're being told.
0: Yeah, it, it's one of the things that, well, we'll get to the wider world because it's it, 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 every story every story exists in a world. Like you this is a glimpse through a tiny, tiny window mm. at this scenario, but it obviously exists within its wider world. Um but the, the the thing that I like about this is you sort of said that the ending is um it's just in passing. Like like you said, there's no mm. melodrama, there's no big fanfare, it's just that it just ends. So like you get a statement, and then you're like, oh shit, that's it. <laughs> But there's there's details in the story that I really like. So, so we talk mm-hmm. about this because um, straight away, like you say, when you go back, you're like, well, why don't they tell them to to act thick?
1: Mm, absolutely,
0: yeah. Because yeah. right, uh, I like the fact that like, you know, um, Ricky, he does say, I'm getting good marks in school, mm. and so you what you should, yeah. You know, his parents go, well, it's not that sort of test. It's not that sort of exam, you know. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious what the exam is, but I love the fact that this has clearly been something that's thought out because they've had this scenario before where they've gone, oh, look, they're playing stupid, you know, they're playing silly buggers. Mm-hmm. So you, they they have this peppermint drink. Mm. is clearly drugging them into sort of... Like um, a truth serum. Yeah, almost like a truth serum or sort of, mm. like, you know, it, it makes them drunk to an extent where they are compliant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sort of allows them to sort of just show their honesty or to honestly answer a series of questions. Mm. Um uh, and, and also, um, he says about this, there's a light in his eyes and all this other stuff. It, mm-hmm. made, it made me think of like a Clockwork Orange as well, of that sort mm-hmm. of like into that torture. Um, but it, it, the link in this to, the, to what is happening in this world, I'm curious to how the society works because I'm like, yeah, what? absolutely. T- so something's clearly happened for to, to trigger this. Mm-hmm. And so you know, the, I, I start like in my head, I'm like, all right. So is this only? Uh, people of a certain class. So, mm-hmm. is it only the lower classes where this happens to? Is it to everybody? Why is this happening? You know, so what there's, there's clearly someone clever because they're coming up with this whole bureaucratic system. So, mm. is there a government or an elite class in charge that they're trying to keep people down? Um, and so, I'm starting to see all kinds of things in this, which is why I sort of thought of Reagan's America, where it was about yeah. you know, um, the anti intellectualism of sort of the late 70s into the 80s. Um, and so yeah, it just—it's just—I don't know—that—that that sort of really started to spring out at me, when I'm sort of like, you know, I'm, I'm picking away at this and going, like, well, what about this? What about that? Like, you know, this idea of idiocracy, especially when you've had like, you know, everything's about Trump these days. But when you've had <laughs> when you've had a reality star as a pre- the president of the United States, you do read a story like this, and you're like, yeah, you know, <laughs> we don't take the exam and kill them, but there's clearly this this anti-intellectualism and this need to to repress intelligence mm-hmm. is, is rampant in parts of the Western world um, and so yeah it, I mean you know it somebody
1: works in, this, in the education sector I'd argue it's going on in our own country as well yeah no, um,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's going on right now there's an elit- elitism going on within the system now which is you know whether it's to do the amount of fees you've got to pay or the subjects which are being preferred um, you know this is a really relevant story for what's going on right now but Yeah, thankfully we don't kill them but we certainly limit the opportunities. And I work in an inclusive school, which um, I think we have something like 48 different languages. And, you know, mm. we have refugee students that come to our school. Um, so we have, you know, a, a total scope of, of the kids that come, um, which is an amazing, amazing place to work in, in that regard. Um, but, you know, unfortunately for some of them, not for anything that, that we, we do, there is, there is a limit. You know, there's some yeah. things that are getting taken away all the time. That are vocational. Now we've got we're going through the issue of BTECs being devalued at the moment as well. So yeah, this this story from 1958 still has relevance in 2021, definitely.
0: If, if anything, I would say it has it, It's had an increased relevance over the mm-hmm. years. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it made me sort of I, I stopped when I I Googled a little bit. I didn't really find anything. I was like, okay, so what? I, did, I didn't didn't um, you know I didn't really Google Henry Stelzner, uh, but I was like, okay, what was happening in the 50s? Mm, mm. That, that drove this. Um, and I, I, there's not much, you know, 50s, yeah, sure. the 50s is really considered sort of like the heyday, you know, uh, uh, America considers it sort of like their golden era. It's the post-World War II. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's one of their boom periods. The nuclear family is sort of this this idea of the nuclear family sort of generating the 50s. Yeah. I'm not saying they were perfect because it's also the height of segregation and all this other stuff that was going on. But it's sort of like this, this touchstone in America Yet this story clearly mm. comes from somewhere, and it's clearly having mm. making a comment on somewhere, and, and then for it to also be used as a toy, like its own episode. So, um, yeah, I, I just find it interesting. That there's clearly this fear of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the education system is incredibly important, and the fact that it can be manipulated to control and suppress a, a population is, is really scary.
1: Yeah, it does that stuff that all dystopian or all good dystopian fiction does, isn't it? Which is somehow it comments on the time but also manages to look forward um yeah uh, and this absolutely does that the fact that we we can relate it to now the fact we can relate it to 1980s america obviously says was an american writer so you know there's the the majority of relevance i suppose is tied to the states but we're british so we've got to relate it to our own lives as well um and you know some of the things you've mentioned you know you've mentioned 1984 yeah clockwork orange absolutely I mean, you even said the word, and you said idi- idiocracy. But you know, yeah, that was a Mike Judge movie, which was all about this idea of, yeah, um, you know, about how as we as we grow old as a species, all the less intelligent—I was going to use a different term, but I'll, I'll measure myself—the less intelligent <laughs> people may go on to to, to thrive within society. So, um, yeah, he's definitely tapped into something.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, he's, he tapped into something like years before. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I, I was really trying to find out. Like, you know, is is this is this um, is this at the time was it sort of a tale around segregation as well? Like, you know, can yeah. I read can I read race into this? And I was like, well, not really. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> there's there's nothing there to to insinuate that they could well be. You know, the the, the names are sort of generic enough that it wouldn't make any difference. <laughs> But the, I thought if it if it was if he was making a comment on race and segregation and, and the suppression of, of you know um the you know, the black community or any minority community in America, like it, there would be a different angle to it. This feels like yeah, the more the more I feel about it, the more this feels like a class story, you know, like a, mm-hmm. a working class story. Um yeah, I don't know, it it's it sort of tapped into for me, like ev- this is like a nugget, because this is it's so concise. It's a nugget, mm. it's the nugget that sort of like that so many dystopian stories come from everything from like 1984, V for Vendetta, uh, um,
1: yeah,
0: you know, those sorts of things. Where you go,
1: yeah, JG Ballard's high rise comes to, comes to me as well. <clears throat>
0: yeah, high rise is a very good example, actually. Yeah, and that's a really, you know, that and that again, that idea that you can the higher up you live, you mm. know, the more, the, the more uh, affluent you are, and the more influence you have over the building is, yeah, um,
1: like Blade Runner as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, so this it's, it's a real good like entry point to sort of say like you know if you read this as a kid you're like well if you like this maybe not go 8984 that's pretty heavy (laughs) yeah you know if you want to go go check out these other things Mm. um because i do think dystopian you know this idea of um like i say you said in in comparison to the lottery i do think this is a great companion piece to the lottery actually it Mm. really does work um where sort of like the lottery reaches back into the past Mm-hmm. You know, this idea of sort of tradition and of this feels like it's reaching to the future, but in a sort of a controlled, mm-hmm. um, way. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so yeah, I, I don't know. Just, there's, just, there's, it, there's also like an ickiness to the story as well, mm. uh, especially the second half and ickiness is probably the wrong word. I shall think of a better word to use to articulate it, but, um, especially at the moment with, uh, things, especially in America, like, you know, with kids being, trapped in cages and the way the kids have been treated Mm. um but the whole the fact that the whole government set up like they go to a building it's set up specifically for this that they have to wait Mm. um they see other kids going being sent into the room and then it's sort of there's someone behind all this is obviously Mm -hmm. the, the bureaucracy like so in my head again i'm like okay so he sees someone in the examination they give him the drink that's their job then the test is taken and it's obviously marked. He is then executed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's someone doing that, and again I'm like, right, that's someone's job. Mm. It, 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 again, like, you know, Brazil co- uh, comes to mind when I think of these things. So I'm just, Ooh, going, like, just yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. this idea of like, there's uh, there's a, there's a character in Brazil. Um, if anyone's watched it, it's a fantastic film, mm. Terry Gilliam film. Um, the main character sort of goes off the rails. He's got, he's basically a pointless bureaucrat. But at one point, like his, one of his friends played by uh, Michael Palin is, is, is a torturer. That's his job. (laughs) And they wear these weird baby masks. Um, And at one point they're just having a conversation and talking about it. He's like, oh yeah, well, I've got to go. Uh, I've got to the, I've got another job this afternoon. So I better get on with it. And it is this idea of just sort of like, you know, having lunch, going back onto the job um mm. and, and and that sort of like you know just thinks about it, tickles into my brain there as well so there's so much this story sort of like suggests yeah that, that is it isn't up front but is inferred that is is you know um from such a small story and that maybe that you know you mm. have to, you i come with baggage maybe i come with pop culture baggage i don't know but i don't know what are your thoughts i've been rumbling, rambling for a while sorry
1: No, I think that's absolutely true. I think there's so much scope for this to go to other places. I mean, reading it today and, you know, thinking about past what I would normally think in past, which is, you know, gearing this towards 12 and 13-year-olds, knowing I was going to be talking to you, um, Mm -hmm. with a slightly more mature brain than a 12 and 13-year-old. Oh, well, then
0: don't give me too much credit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I was the same. My brain was spiraling off in directions. I was like, oh, I wonder if I could use this as a starting point to make my own kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. just You can imagine if this was turned into a film or a TV series, this would be episode one, right? Yeah. And then the rest of it would be like a kind of Logan's run, maybe about a family who tried to run away of their child or... To
0: the tail. Sac- you know, that sort of thing. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Circumnavigate the system or mm. somebody working within the industry who swaps out the peppermint for, um, you know, a substance which doesn't do this for the kids. And you know, you can imagine all the different ways that you could you could spin mm. this out. Um I agree. What, what uh, like Brave New World, isn't it? As well, that's yes. that just sprang into my mind. Yeah, all these things absolutely. You, you could imagine this could be a real springboard, um, for other stories set in this universe. I agree. And when you were talking then about you know, kind of currency of, of what's going on in the world, um, I was thinking about all those kind of like the Christian um, gender is it gender and like sexuality re- rehabilitation? I'm doing an aircraft, yeah, yeah, so they've got an America as well,
0: pray the gay away that sort of yeah, thing yeah
1: absolutely all that kind of yeah. stuff is you know this this level of scary that is really going on
0: oh yeah like it goes on you know and again we, we we talk about america a lot in this one because it's so you know such a big country it's such it's so prominent in the world and it's obviously so loud about all of its problems mm. um but yeah that, that's not to say it doesn't happen over here in britain like oh, you say sure. that, yeah. you know that there are there are um strong alt-right christian groups over here Mm. that do exactly the same and not just christian groups but you know you yeah you hear about other religious and minority groups have got cultures or they've got sort of like Mm -hmm. other things that go on behind the scenes Mm. that like you say they have a bureaucracy and an organization behind them it's it's the society will fall into these things Mm. um and and again like you know one of the reading this because we've gone through things you know, and say, um, you think about like the surveillance state, you know, the mm. thing, like, the, the, the introduction of of more and more cameras or uh, uh, having to have more than an airport something. A lot of that stems out of a single event. Like it was a massively tragic event, you know the uh, the attacks of nine eleven. Mm. But we are now twenty years on. literally we are twenty years on this year from 9 11. And we are still feeling the effects mm-hmm. of that. Um, but we fell into a whole bunch of stuff. We like in that first instance, you're like, no, it makes sense. This, of course, we will have this level of security. Of course, we're going to do all these things. And then 20 years later, you of go, still got those things in place, but, you know, <laughs> Yeah, should, yeah, we, yeah. Re- should we still really be worried about that? Um, and it feels like for this, like what happened, like what was the mm. tipping point point? and again like you know you want to dig into this story I want to climb through that teeny window and climb into this world and be like what happened
1: mm. that
0: instigated this change that this the, the intelligence is in, at least in some areas is monitored um, and all this other stuff um, it, yeah it, it's it's interesting to see there's obviously a trigger point and that's not even hinted at there's no explanation no. around the, the, the other parts of society you don't even know. It's just like, you know, it's clearly there because it, it mm. something's had to happen, but it, it's, um, yeah, this, this could be like, a, it's a window into a fascinating world. I'd love to, like you say, to spin this out. Someone to take this and be like, this was my inspiration and I created this. And, and the yeah. world.
1: Yeah. That's why something like Shaloman comes to mind because he's always that very focused on, you know, in science, it's that one family, but there's a worldwide alien invasion going on and um. Yeah, Uh, you know he's he's that he's that sort of mind to take this forward. I think. Um,
0: I I agree, and it's one of the things that like Julian and I talk about a lot in stories at time of space. Is like Mm. we like smaller stories. Mm. You know, I I I love a I love a great action film. I love it when you know world ending stakes. Fine, that's great, but not every film can be that. And I love it when there's a Mm. film that. Is clearly earth shattering for a group of individuals. However, mm-hmm. also in that same world, there are people that get up that day and don't know and don't care and mm-hmm. just get on with their life. And it's sort of, it's smaller and you know it's a bit more constrained. Even when you do have dystopian films, and for me, like Blade Runner, as you mentioned before, is a really good example of that. Mm-hmm. In that, really, that film is about like you know D- Deckard's <laughs> journey and these six replicants, and that's it. Like yeah, be, yeah. Be, beyond their story, like no one in that world gives a shit. Sure, yeah, it,
1: yeah. it
0: just goes on, um, and and that's the same with this. Like in this, we you know you experience the the story of the Jordans up until this tragic moment, and nobody True. else gives a shit. Like this yeah. world goes on, um, and I find that fascinating. I think that's a really cool yeah. sort of interesting piece, and the fact it, mean, doesn't, it doesn't sweat, it doesn't it doesn't go into the grief either. There's no sort of like you said, no melodrama. No. No it just wumph.
1: And that's yeah. another angle, isn't it? Like, you know, what happens to the Jordans afterwards? Do they have another child and hope that's not as intelligent? Do they, um, do they fight back against government? Are they too stupid to, to do anything for themselves? Yeah, it's fascinating. Ender's Game is one of my favourite books of all mm. time. I've never seen the movie adaptation.
0: I wouldn't recommend. Um,
1: <laughs> no, fair enough. But um, also the whole concept of that is the idea of like he's he's called Ender because he's a third. So he's the mm. third child of a family when you're only supposed to have two, and they were given special discompensation. So again, that comes to mind about that idea of like control of families and growth and um, very different story, of course, but in terms of what, what, what happened to the Jordans um, and where do they go from here as well, it would be fascinating to know.
0: Mm. I mean, yeah, you, you say about that, this idea, I mean, that's what China did. You know, this idea sure. of, yeah. you know, first it was single uh, mm. single children families and then now they've realized that that's cre- creating a real population problem so they're like no have more than that but obviously mm-hmm. there, was the, there was the same thing there that, that male children were preferred over the female children and so mm-hmm. terrible things happen to female children mm. and to babies um and, you know and, and, and again there are there are places in this world where we just don't know what really goes on i mean i think North korea sure. you know like you yeah. Don't really know what's going on in North Korea. I'm pretty sure I could probably find it more, more than I know, but I don't think I want to know.
1: Yeah. And again, it, it
0: comes to this idea like you know, we 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 in the West, in particular, sort of pride ourselves um, stupidly, which sort of is ironic for the story, on this thing of this thing of the golden democracy. Oh, we're we're brilliant. <laughs> we're free. You know, we have we live in these democratic democratic countries, and I think more than ever in in, in the last couple of years has highlighted how that is completely not the case. <laughs> Um, and we are only one major event away from this this yeah, kind sure. of ex- this existence, mm-hmm. um, and some blonde-headed knobhead,
1: the head of government,
0: <laughs> taken us there. So, um,
1: imagine removing yourself from an all-encompassing European Union that that makes sure we all look out for each other. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. Who would imagine that would be a good idea?
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's it's well, yeah. And again, you know. When you get to these dystopian stories, like, like you yeah, can't, that's a really good point. Was there a referendum on on these this legislation? Sure. Like, yeah, this is yeah, obviously yeah. had to pass through a government. So, um, well, for this to happen, and people have had to, yeah, or you know, well, well, has it? I suppose, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't sound like they've got an awful lot of choice. And as you said, talking about the start, you know, the parents, they avo- are they avoiding talking about it, or, um, you know, is it is it through fear? Are they being monitored in in their home so they can't? Warn him. I mean, that's yeah. another level that that could be going on, isn't there? Um, yeah. The do they not understand yeah. the test themselves, so they can't explain it? Are their minds wiped afterwards? I mean, all of this is left for you to, to decide for yourself and think about.
0: Yeah, and the one thing that's also inferred, I suppose, at least is is I don't think it's completely. It was never ex- explicit. But I suppose it's implicit. Mm. Is this isn't this isn't new either, because both no. his, he's twelve, and his parents are suggesting that they went through. Mm. A similar experience Agreed. so if you accept that they're sort of you know if they had him when they're 20 21 that means they're mm-hmm. in their 30s now <clears throat> so that this thing's been around at least for several decades this this, yeah. uh, this, this examination
1: um, and the, the population is high because it says thousands again whether this is the bad not understanding numbers but he says thousands a day yeah so again there's that suggestion that population figures are high and whether this is another way to to keep them managed and keep them down or clearly the main focus is about keeping the government in power isn't it um but whether there's a whether there's a secondary factor for this and the rise of the, the the young and the intelligent to take over um is being controlled absolutely yeah
0: yeah I, w- one of these we'll, we'll sort of wrap up on this because i think it's all well, we've probably got a lot of points on this so for, for a story of this 33 <laughs> pages like, there's a lot to think about one of the mm. things I, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to look at and i haven't known it is um because i put the first i put this into amazon and i expected like a collection mm. of short stories or this thing like uh henry slasar hasn't i couldn't find a great deal like he hasn't mm. there, there is no Uh, I haven't googled him either and I probably should have done that that's that's not me me not doing my due diligence but I was like I wonder what else he's done are there other stories in this world or is he doing similar things but it doesn't seem to be the case like this seems to just
1: so I think I I did a little look around um because kids kids often ask as well um Mm. so it's worth doing a little bit and then I thought I'd do a a little bit of prep so um yeah, I think he, he wrote a lot of like radio plays. Mm. He wrote for Twilight Zone in the 80s. I think so. Perhaps that's how he, he you know, here's my story. <laughs> okay. I wrote in the
0: yeah.
1: um, how about we make this? Um, but I find it fascinating to know that this was first published in Playboy. Yeah. Of all the places. So, what, sort of five years after it had
0: launched? Um, yeah, well, Playboy is an interesting one because, again, at, mm. at, least, at least in those early days, mm. uh, like I so said, the late 50s, early 60s. Playboy was a lot classier than you think of it today.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of counterculture, right?
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, like, um, you know, it, like, people. Philip K. Dick was published in Playboy.
1: Yeah, um, Fahrenheit 451 was published there first, wasn't it, as well? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah, Ray Bradbury. So there's a lot of, like, mm. it's one of those ones that when you go back and you go, really? Mm. You know, I could see both boobs and great sci-fi <laughs> sci- all in one magazine. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's fantastic it's not it's not the magazine you get now um so yeah no yeah that that it's interesting to see that i think it's like even stephen king i think had several mm. stories published in uh, in playboy as well so so yeah it's interesting that this this seems to be just a bit of an, an outlier, really for him that he obviously mm. did other things but he seems to hit, hit it out of the park quite well with this, with this think, wonderful um, story
1: yeah i think um whether it was this or, or something else that, that screwed up, I think he wrote for Alfred Hitchcock Presents as well.
0: Oh yeah, that's, that was a great show. I
1: think he's one of those guys. He's sort of you know, tink, I think he's you know maybe a bit of a, a work, you know a workman for all these yeah. kind of shows and radio plays. And
0: i be interested to sort of see. I might want to do that. So like I say, especially if you wrote for the, for uh, Toilet Zone. I was really mm. into you know, the, the Alfred Hitchcock, Alfred Hitchcock Presents are, are pretty good as well. Actually, they're worth seeing. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's been interesting to read this. This has been you know it was a little. It's a nice little nugget because again, it's not something I've, I'd ever heard of, didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that you've now told me that kids are getting a dystopian mm-hmm. and also a gothic horror section. I want to, I'm, I'm going to ask you about that in a sec, but like, um, yeah, I've never actually wanted to go back to school before. This sounds cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, it's a, it's a fascinating story. Uh, and so I do again, like you know, we've ruined it for you now if you haven't already read it, but I would say, suggest yeah. go and read it, enjoy it and then you know see what you think but let us know what you think um but yeah any final thoughts before we do sort of like you know look at sort of wrapping that up
1: no other than i think um yeah i thoroughly recommend everyone read it too like you say it won't take you long at all it's only three pages and then um hopefully just as i would say to my students i hope that inspires people who maybe have not had an interest in dystopian fiction before or um you know the things we've mentioned here there's so much you could you could go and do or please somebody go on and, and fanfic this and make it into something.
0: Yeah. Go um, into this world. Expansive. Yeah. Go find I, it. I, more I will read it. De- oh, definitely. I, yeah, I would be fascinated to read that, but you're right. I think like this is a, sp- this is a springboard. If you enjoy mm. this, uh, there are a number of short stories, no- uh, novellas, novels, comics, and films that, you know, that, like this, you'll, mm. this will take you into. Um, dystopian fiction is, is fascinating.
1: Um, I love the fact you mentioned comics, there because it's the one thing I don't like about this short story is in that first page when the dad's being dismissive, he says, I'll oh, go, go and sit in the corner and read your comics, will you? Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and as that meant to be dumb, that bothers me a little bit. That It's meant, to, you know, that's a dumb person's thing to read. If I watched the, um, I watched oh, the, the Twilight Zone segment. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. And I have to say, I don't think it judged the tone very well. I don't think it, mm. it I don't think it does the short story, um, the service it deserves. Except for the fact that Dickie is sat reading comics, mm. and in the in the adaptation, it feels like that's a good thing. So I was quite pleased that that that, that shifted the focus away from comics being for dumb kids.
0: Is it? Yeah, because an interesting thing of of it's still, it's still reading. I mean, the thing that don't forget this is fifty eight with uh, four yeah. year' with four years after the Wortham, um sure. trials, and so they're well into the comics book code. So comics mm-hmm. were still suffering a bad reputation in fifty eight. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense, and yeah, so yeah, that, that that I I that's a good point. I did I did recognise that, and th- but like you say, nowadays it would be <clears> um, you know that parent would actually be go read my comics. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Go go away and read my comics, but just, you know, but if you damage them, if you damage my uh, <laughs> my issue one yeah. of whatever,
1: I'll, like, I'll give you my white gloves. Yeah. Take out the cellophane really carefully.
0: <laughs> yeah uh anyway yeah but no james thank you very much for for introducing me to this story uh and i and, and it's been a great complimentary piece to the to the lottery as well so it's it is, it is good we we'll to see where um where we go next who i who i ask mm. and what else i do because i think there's some so many great sort of short stories out there from mm. the 20th century so much stuff i haven't done uh and this format seems to be working i think you know it's something i wanted to try um and so we shall see it. This and Desert Island Comics, I think, are going to be sort of... i like, do a lot more of these, as, as I ask yeah. people, different things.
1: Yeah, I love Desert Island Comics. It's great.
0: Well, you may be on one in the future. Don't you worry. Right. Uh, I have got a list of, uh, of people um, that will be coming on. Julian's next. Julian... Uh, yeah, that's going to be fascinating. Partner in crime. Um, Julian will be will be on soon. Uh, he's already told me what I've got to read. I'm lined <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, it's uh, yeah, some some good choices. I won't spoil them. You'll, you'll see it coming soon. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. If you appreciate us, what we're doing, uh, check us out. But more than that, if you really appreciate us, what I'm doing, you'll really enjoy what James does with Tony and other things on comics in motion. So before we go, before I get into my spiel, give us yours, James. Where can people find you and where can people listen to you?
1: Yeah, Thanks, it was like real privilege to come on. You know, I've listened to you for for years and we've interacted for a long time um, over twitter where uh, you'll yeah. find me most active um that was almost professional oh, that was good good <laughs> <on>. <laughs> um you'll find me under i am jacks musings and that's j-a-c-s um yeah that's the best place to find me and then i post my random reviews of things that i'm watching and reading on wordpress um but the best place to find that link is yeah yeah through my twitter
0: oh and of course you you are doing a uh, season's greetings
1: that's right. Yeah, so we've just finished doing um, all of Buffy. So if you haven't yet, you've got seven months worth, but seven episodes worth of uh, mm. content to catch up on. And then we're gonna we're heading straight into Angel. So it makes perfect sense to stay in that world. Um, so yes. at the end of the month, we're in August now, aren't we? Yep. At the end of August will be our first episode of Investigating Angel.
0: Yeah, that first season of Angel because Buffy's great. I've enjoyed your sort discussions on Buffy and stuff, but that mm. first that's first season of Angel is all right. Angels
1: a much more up and down show.
0: Yeah, I do love it. I actually think there're there are better episodes. There are some of the best episodes of Angels mm. like top or rival Buffy and mm-hmm. the ending is phenomenal.
1: Um, yeah,
0: absolutely but it, it does find a season to find its feet it's sort of like to find its uh it to, to, to move it away from the buffy stuff but yeah i'm looking yeah, forward to I it i say that um i won't get into that because that's that i'll just ramble again about other things so, <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen i say thank you very much for listening to us talk about this i hope you enjoyed the story and if you do enjoy the story you did enjoy the story come and let us know come find us mm. speak, to, uh, speak to jay on on uh twitter come find me as at 20th century geek on twitter or it's at 20th, what, 20th Century Geek on Facebook, on, on uh, uh, Instagram. Apparently, I've got a Tumblr. I forgot all about it. So I've got an email about it the other day. Um, and uh, you can find us on uh, 20thcenturygeek.com, is the website, got all the details and stuff on there. There's some blogs and reviews and all these other bits and pieces on there. If you do love what we're doing, go on your podcast catcher. Go leave us a review. Five stars appreciated, but any stars, they all sort of help. Any feedback is fantastic. And if you really enjoy what we're doing we uh, in all of this, we do a whole bunch of other stuff on the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 2020CGmedia. Uh, and that covers stuff from both uh, 20th Century Geek and Stories at Time and Space. I give 30-minute thoughts on a monthly basis. We have the Creator Corner where I get people on to talk about what they're doing. And on a weekly basis, and I've got to put the podcast out today, uh, just reminding myself me and <laughs> Julian talk uh, we're on our uh, we're calling it the trek through the twilight zone starting from the 1959 series and we're going to work our way through it so go check that out if you really like what we're doing other than that get on James, there it's
1: well worth it people
0: I appreciate, yeah, appreciate you I appreciate your support I always do uh, but James thank you very much for doing this it's been, it's been great talking to you this has been a really good yeah, fun, thanks, uh, chat and uh, we shall do it again and you will be joining me on that desert island We will talk comics in the future. Lovely. Uh, Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. And we'll talk again soon.